All right. That probably sounds awkward on the audio. I'll try and fix that in post, but uh, we'll see how that goes. Uh, Chuck. That I was, was attempted to be a double uh, double open, but Dan had a tab, which is like great for opening beers. I had a bottle opener and did not. I was came out at a wrong angle. It's a whole thing. Uh, guy, ladies and gentlemen, um, welcome back to another episode of Bush League. Uh, Dan, how you feeling? I know you said you weren't feeling good earlier, so this might be a quick episode. Uh, yeah, I'm feeling great as far as uh, getting ready for this episode and, you know, sports world. Not feeling so hot is just my general uh, physical feeling. Stuffed up, my head feels like an air balloon uh, or a helium balloon or whatever's worse. Uh, but I can always make time with my good friend Chuck to talk some sports and some fantasy football, baby. Yes, sir. And we'll also be talking a little NBA playoffs, too. Uh I haven't been able to watch the past, you know, since Saturday, basically, because I've been on vacation. Drove to Philly, and then I was in Maine for a couple days. Had a great time. But I haven't been able to watch. But uh, let's start with the NBA playoffs, I guess. Just We can start with the East, because I didn't miss much. Uh, the East teams pretty much did what we expected. Every team Except for one series, pretty much did exactly what we expected. Right. The Bucks swept the Heat. I wasn't expecting a sweep, but I mean, after those, after that second game, I was like, "Oh, yep. this is this is gonna be quick." Um, they just absolutely dominated them in every. The Heat didn't look like they even wanted to be there. The Heat just did not look. Apparently, they just did not look like like Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson just didn't show up. Just straight up have not been themselves this year. Or not, at least what they weren't in the bubble last year. Um, The Nets dropped one game after Jason Tatum went superhero mode and dropped 50. Gave them to give the Celtics one game. Um, But the Nets closed them out. And the Celtics uh, responded by basically changing up their entire organization. Yeah, that's the, that's literally the biggest news of this uh, series. Obviously, is we, the Nets did exactly what we thought. Uh, Jason Tatum's awesome, but what do we think about this? Is Danny Ainge leaving? I, mean, I don't know. Like leaving, leaving, or is he still part of the organization in any way? I feel like he just wants the key to the building and just wants to come in and be that uncle who's like, yeah, hey, you know what you should do? You should try this, hey, and then they could be like. <laughs> You know that maybe there's a good kernel of an idea in there. We can do something, or they yeah. can be like, "Hey, that was cool, Danny." Leaves the room. Okay, we're not doing that. <laughs> yeah. In no, fact, no. let's do the opposite of what he just said. Let's just go. But yeah, the person who will be saying that is Brad Stevens. Who yeah, I guess I, is he just I, done with coaching? Is Chuck, yeah, I guess is he's he just, just like, hey, this coaching thing is cool, but now I'm going to be the president of basketball operations. But, so I guess we were all like, damn, you should have taken that IU job. Now we're like, uh, looks like he made a smart decision and the franchise is investing in him. Wow, crazy. Yeah, so he's going to be the face of the Celtics for, if all goes well for him, I mean, what, 40 years? He could easily sit in that position. If he does well enough for I mean, what is he? Is he forty yet? He's not forty yet, is he? He's gotta be. He he was, I guess he's. He had to be in his thirties when Butler made those national championship runs. 
Yeah, I guess he's been at the Celtics longer than you think he has. So for 30 years, 30 years, he could easily sit in that seat, assuming he's 43 or so, something like that. Brad Stevens is 44 years old. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, he's been – I guess he had been the head coach for significantly longer than it feels like because they never really – we've touched on this a little bit. They never really did anything, you know? Did they ever make – they made, like, one conference finals, right? Two? They made – They made one with a, Isaiah. I remember that one. Yeah, they made that one, but – and they, didn't they make it in the bubble? Oh, the freaking bubble. They, yes, they – Yes, I think so. They lost in the bubble. To the Heat? To the Heat, and they went to the back-to-back conference finals, 2016, 17, 17, 18. Um, They lost to the Cavs, and they might have lost the Cavs twice. I think they lost the Cavs twice, yeah. As many teams did. Because 2018, 19 was... uh, Raptors, right? Rap- mm-hmm. and they, I think, lost to the Raptors in the semifinals because it was Raptors Bucks in the Eastern Finals. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because, uh, or didn't I thought maybe it was even earlier. I thought uh, Kawhi beat the Sixers on that, you know, crazy uh, three pointer from the corner in the. Yeah. It might have been Bucks, uh, Bucks, Bucks over Celtics. Celtics. Yeah. Okay. Right. But they did but, lose the semis. Anyway, um, that we're belaboring. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Brad Stevens. I, I just don't know who's. I mean, they have to find a new coach. This is in, very interesting. Yeah, but you know, we'll get to those questions because I don't know who they're going to find this late in the game. Um. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about another coaching probably change after we get through the playoffs. Um, mm-hmm. uh, the Sixers also, but anyway, moving on in the East, the Sixers take care of the Wizards. Um, not that unexpected. Pretty This series was probably the most predictable. I think everyone figured the Wizards would get one game and then that would be it. And that's exactly what happened. Yep. You basically the only thing they come out of this is you got to be impressed by the Sixers uh, coming out with that without Embiid and just wrecking shop in Game Five and, and taking taking care of business. Yeah, um, definitely good for the team. And then um, finally, uh, the game a series we thought we'd go longer, but ended up not. Trey Young and the Hawks finish off the Knicks in five. Um, Trey Young showing some ice cold veins. Disrespect the guard to the garden. Yeah, he's got some, he's got some swagger to him too, doesn't he? You know, he's he's ready for the moment. He he embraces it. And that little uh, I saw after last night's game, some random I think just bench guy for the Knicks gave him a little shoulder, uh, just as they were you know headed towards their tunnels, and he kind of just shook it off and brushed his uniform and pointed at the camera. It was like one of those moments. Like, All right, this guy, he likes the spotlight. He's ready for it. Oh, yeah, for sure. And he is a bucket getter for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I don't know if you saw the bow. Yes, I did to the to the to the stadium. Yeah. And then afterwards, he said, I know what they do around here. 
start referring to the Broadway shows after a great performance. Uh, okay. Uh, I didn't see the quote. I like that, though. It says, I know what they do when the show is over around here. When the show is over. That's, Man. That's pretty... Dude is swagger. Swagger. I like that. Yeah. He's got to go up against uh, Philadelphia now. We'll see yeah. what happens. Yeah. Ben Simmons, possible, you know, one of the best defenders in the league for sure. So oh, yeah. And he's got a significant length and height advantage on him, obviously. Because I, I don't I don't think they'd put Simmons on like Collins or. um. Because they kind of do some weird things with Simmons, where they match him up on certain people. But yeah, because you you might have to with other the way you know the way other teams are built. But the Hawks don't have that six nine six ten forward guy that you're terrified of. You know, I mean, unless they're putting him on Bogdanovich and just completely eliminate him from the game. Yeah, but I don't know. That's a risk. Yeah, you better score then. You better you better get buckets on the other end. Yeah, um, we'll see. We'll see. With the, obviously, we'll see. Yeah, let's moving on to the West. <laughs> Way more fun. Yeah, uh, let's knock the one seat out of the way after 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 uh, you know a blip in game one where Donovan Mitchell obviously didn't play. The Jazz take care of the Grizzlies. A lot of promising things from John Morant, dropping 47 in a game. Like, great, mm-hmm. you know, exciting for him, but not to be – this was expected as well, I feel like. Yeah, no, that – even after that game one, as you yeah say blip, Mitchell was, like, so hungry in the second half. You know, if he had gotten 12 minutes, they might have taken game one and just and gotten the sweep too. Just so they're like, let me, let me get that fourth quarter. Yeah, I think the uh, – Biggest story from this series also was Dylan Brooks for the Grizzlies getting buckets. That's, oh, yeah. That was impressive. That game one was especially awesome. I know it's like him and Morant will go down in history books for the amount of points they scored. They're like second or something all time from a, or I think maybe first for a like rookie duo in their first playoff game or something like that. You know, it's one of those stats, but hey, yeah. You're in the, you're in the books. Yeah. Well, that's the only series in the West that's closed out. Uh, <laughs> that's uh, in the 4-5. The Clippers and the Mavericks are going to game six. Uh, that's what they play Friday. Um, after Luka put on a dazzling display last night, from what I can tell. I mean, I was seeing the statistics that were crazy. Yeah, I watched plenty of highlights. I didn't see it either last night, but I watched a couple things today, and it was uh, it was a basketball clinic. It was just exactly how to make all the that little step back thing that he sets up for three and mid range is just unstoppable. I don't know how anybody guards it. Um, I, I was obviously wrong about these ser- this series. I thought I was hoping I was going to be able to come into this episode after the Clips were down o two last uh, week. And just be raving about, okay, they figured it out. They, they own the Mavericks now. But then Luke had to go and do what he did. He's the best player on the floor right now. Even though Paul George and Kawhi look great. Well, he's the best player. Kawhi, yeah. I know. The, I, I know. But he's, been, he's played great. Kawhi has played great. But that air ball was ugly. Yeah. Ugly. Was, it was rough. 
that was that was rough. But he's he's played great. He has, of course, you know. Here, here's this is what Paul George will do too. Come out and play awesome in this series, and they'll still end up losing somehow. Even though he'll like he'll play great. That's yeah, typical Paul George. Here's a a statistic for you. Luka Doncic scored or assisted on 31 of the Mavericks' 37 field goals. That's 83.8% of their field goals he was, like, responsible for or assisted. He was either responsible for or assisted on. That is is wild. Literally, there's a shot chart with, like, all made by Doncic and the Mavs, and then it's, like, other. I think that is the highest in the history of an NBA game. It is. If I had seen that before, yeah. I, which, 83%, is that what you said, Chuck? I mean, of course 83.8%. That's ludicrous to, to be involved. Like, I always think of, like, the hockey scoring, where you get points, that they always talk about the points for, like, goals yeah. and assists. And, you, you, he would lead the league. And points as far as that would go. He constantly does that type of stuff. The Ma- he generates the entirety of the Mavericks offense. Yeah. Which, the only thing I'd say about that is, what is up with Porzingis? Is he just done as being an ab- anything in more than like an above average player? No. I think this is, I mean, he just seems to be fizzling out. It's crazy. Um. Great regular season player, but I think the Mavericks are going to need to bring in a playoff guy, playoff scorer, if yeah. they want to. I mean, you, you never know what could happen. What happens if they go? If they end up winning the series, then playing the Jazz, you never know. But that's what I think. Long term, they're going to need. They're going to need like a three and D guy, yeah, who could make a huge difference for them. Yeah, they need to make these shots that Luca creates for him. You know, because. He shouldn't assist on 31 for 37. He should assist on 31 for like 44 or something like that. You know, you get those seven or eight extra shots from other people that go in. Then you're a championship team. Yeah. Uh, It's going to be an interesting free agency market, though. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, Let's go on. You were talking about Paul George having a great series and not winning. Let's go to a similar story in the West with Portland Trailblazers and the depth. Denver Nuggets, they're playing right now as we're recording um, at the half. Uh, Damian Lillard going off, doing everything he can to get his team a W. And they just could not help the man out. 55 points, 12 three-pointers, including two to send it to overtime and then mm-hmm. double overtime. Yep. And they still lost the game. Yeah, 12 for 17 from three. That's insane. And uh, it all comes down to they literally can't guard Jokic either. He went for like 38, 12, and 8. Or, you know, he just lives there. Dame has to do, as you mentioned, everything he can possibly even try to do to send it to overtime. To, it's, if he misses one of these shots, which then double overtime, he missed a shot or two, it, the game's over. It's... the. <sighs> You don't want to say the Trailblazers have done him wrong because they haven't. They've tried. They've you know put teams together. They, you know they've attempted. They've spent money. They've done. That's why I think he's so loyal to them. You know he, they they're good. They've tried, but they just don't. They don't have it. They can't. They can't put it together. 
Do you think he should stay or leave, Chuck? I mean, he's like on a max contract, I think. Um, I would love to see him go somewhere to get a ring, but I don't think that's who he is. He said that in the past. He's not. That's not the type of person he is. Mm-hmm. If he does, I don't think it'll be for another at least three or four years. You think he's gonna he'll ride this contract out, and then if he really wants one, three, four years from now, because I think he signed. Yeah, like he's. I think a couple couple more years. Uh, yeah, yeah th- then maybe. But. He signed through twenty four, twenty five. And yeah. then he's an unrestricted free agent. So he'll be 34 or he'll be 35 that by that time. Mm-hmm. Boy, he's, I can't, I mean, I, I don't know if we, when, or if he'll have a drop off, but if he's still who he is now, then, I mean, there's just, Oh, if he's able to do that, he can go wherever he wants. If he's still playing anywhere near this, obviously, but you right. know what he'll be by then? If I had to guess, he'll be like Ray Allen on the heat. Just complete spot-up shooter. You know, Ray Allen couldn't quite do what Dame does now, but Dame, he'll still be able to shoot like that, you know? He'll be able to spot up and drain stuff. Or he'll, he'll, he'll win a championship in his career doing something like that, if I had to guess. Yeah. I just don't know if it'll be the Blazers, the way the NBA is set up with free agency and stuff. It's going to be really... They're going to have... They would have to be able to draft so well, and they just keep winning and not getting good. You know what I mean? Like, Is Portland a Toronto of the West? Yeah, it's going to take some. They try and they are they, a good they, organization, but it's just going to take some wild circumstances and like a major yeah. free agent signing or trade for them to re- to get there. Yep, they, to get in, and they'll always be always be like a one win, like one season, and then we have to sell, we have to get yeah. out, you know, type of thing, yeah. which sucks. But you know, that's the NBA. Yeah, and then let's go to the last series in the West, and that's the Lakers versus the Suns. Uh, Suns are net currently up three to two. Uh, Anthony Davis did not play in Game Five. He is preparing to play in Game Six tonight, which is also tonight. Um, I should say. Yes. So by the time it's this ten drops, thirty p.m. Eastern, it yeah. starts, which will mean it will start at ten thirty-seven p.m. Eastern. Which is just unacceptable for anybody that on East Coast said actually would want to watch this game. Ten thirty? Are you serious? I mean, what time will that end? One, if I'm lucky, it'll end at like twelve forty-five, probably. Yeah. <laughs> NBA <laughs> games aren't baseball games. They're not baseball. I I put in, I type I put three hours in that. So that would have been one thirty. So one, I think two and a half hours is an unfair thought process. All right, but, but yeah, uh, so that would mean my prediction of the Lakers coming out is in jeopardy. Although I did say barring injury, so we'll see what happens in this last game. Um, uh, yeah, but I, I do remember saying, even if Anthony Davis gets hurt for a game or two. They could be in. I think it, if he doesn't play at full ability tonight, they lose. Yeah, that's. I think it takes both of them. Hmm. LeBron's going to have to have a Herculean effort for them to stay alive tonight. 
Um, that's for sure. Uh, but anyways, so the NBA playoffs are getting it heating up. We got next Bucks starting on Saturday. Uh, I don't know when Sixers uh, Hawks will start. I, I assume either Saturday or Sunday. Um, you so we're just moving on in the East. And the West is exactly what we thought it would be. Full of exciting matchups. Yeah, we'll start to get that like uh, bigger day gap between games in the East because they're trying to let the West catch up. Like, oh, the East isn't playing every two days. The West is playing every single night. Yeah. Um, but that could change tonight. I mean, if both these series get closed out, boom, boom, they're ready to play on Sunday. So that is true. That is true. Um, anyways, let's keep going. Another um, huge news in the college basketball world. Uh, legendary Hall of Fame coach Mike Coach K of the Duke Blue Devils announced that this will be his final year coaching the team, the men's basketball team. He's been there since 1980, I believe. 1980. Um, so this will be his 42nd year. Yes. 42nd year coaching. He's been to 12 final fours and won five national championships. I mean, just one of the most legendary coaches of all time coached USA men's basketball team since the redeem team, right? Oh, at least. Yes. Definitely the redeem team. Yeah, I think he coached the Redeem team and then has basically coached them since. Although I don't know if he coached them in the FIBA World Championships, that was like a two years ago or something like that. It was just uh, weird. Time. He, might be, he might be Olympics only. Yeah, I don't know how the, all that Team USA works. But um, regardless, he's coached many, 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 many players in his tenure who have nothing but high praise and that means it also means that after this year we will no longer we will have neither Roy Williams or coach K in college basketball yeah the ACC is going to look a whole lot different um the the farewell tour begins as well Chuck I don't know if you saw the press conference that he had you know it came out to some pop song from the from the it sounds like disco era or whatever. Uh, I don't think I don't think it was, but it was something crazy. I saw uh, what it was because I think it's a Cameron Crazy special um, uh, or a song okay. that has a lot of meaning to them. That look. would make more sense. Okay. Um, but anyway, the college basketball season is long. You know, you're talking thirty some games long if we have a legitimate season again. Are we going to get 30-some Coach K tributes? I guess they wouldn't do it every home game, but we're going to get 18-plus I mean, Coach K tributes? I mean, yeah, we're not going to get, like, the, um, you know, when they play, like, Radford or whatever, North Carolina, D3 school, they're probably not going to get anything. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they when they play North Carolina, that's going to be, like, an emotional night. At home. Oh, yeah. Syracuse against Bayheim. That's going to be a night. 
mm-hmm. um, against North Carolina State just because it's North NC State. I'm sure they'll have something. Uh, I feel for, like every NC, uh, ACC school yeah. will do something for him. And then even – I don't know what their non-conference schedule is, but anything. Any any legitimate Power 5 school might have something for him. Yeah. Uh, the song, by the way, Every Time We Touch. Okay. I guess that's uh, something to, for the Cameron Crazies. Um, but anyways. Free throw song or something. <laughs> yeah, but they, they've already announced his replacement. Uh, mm-hmm. John Shire, uh, Duke recruit, was on the 2015 National Championship team. Uh so he will be coming in, and presumably this will be like a training year for him. Um, you, makes you wonder how like practice will go. Who runs practice? I guess Coach K, but you know he's got to. But Shire's got to run some kind of practices, you know, to prepare. Might I be bet a weird. You, but weird I bet you Shire's. Player, so. I bet you Shire's doing a lot of recruiting this year too. Like it's a True. lot of, a lot of John Shire recruiting calls and coach K being like well if this doesn't work try this thing this is what I always say to parents to make them comfortable that kind of thing Mm -hmm. that's probably the biggest transition from going just being a play from like being a player to being a coach I feel like in college is that you have to understand like okay you have the experience of what the coach said to make you come and if Mm -hmm. you're probably a kid like John Shire you probably were just like I love Duke you know what I mean Right. Now you have to go talk to a player who's got options. It's like 30 options and tell him like, okay, Duke isn't just like one of five or six blue buds. Duke is your best option mm-hmm. and make that argument to him and make that argument to the parents because, you know, you have a, you don't under, you're not necessarily cognizant of that when you're being recruited that, you know, the coach is also kind of working your parents. Oh, 100%. Oh, yeah. Um, I did see that he had been doing recruiting for them these past couple of years, I think. So I think hope I, I do think you're right that he'll be big on the phone still selling his new art, you know, because he can't just say I'm Coach K and I look, look at all the players I have put into this league and how well they've done. You know, right. you got to sell it a little differently. Yeah. Uh, but I, if I'm not mistaken he was part of the zion selling point he's part of the team that got zion there so it's like if you get zion there someone of that caliber you at least know what you're doing to some degree where i don't know how much he would have used coach k you know or how much coach k is still the selling point of duke but i remember loving and hating john shire as you do with many of those duke guards I remember liking him more because he always did feel like he understood. He was just the perfect court general at the at the point guard position, you know. Yeah, and maybe he can bring in some shooters, which Duke has desperately needed. That is very true. Yeah. Um. But you know, salute to him. We'll we'll wish him as much luck as possible. Uh, without sacrificing anything for West Virginia, obviously, because we don't have to play them. So, you know. Oh yeah, if this touches any anything near the the Coliseum, I'm gonna 
go crazy. No, John Shire, you stay out of West Virginia. But we haven't had to worry about that too much. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty, so we're moving on now. Back to our roots. We're doing it's fantasy football. We're about to do a mock draft because it's never too early to do a mock draft. Probably, we're gonna, but I have a feeling we're going to do quite a few of these. There. Yeah. You can never mock too early or too late. You just get the lay of the land. Try to figure out how you're feeling, how confident you are in certain players, you know, and just the way the draft might come to you depending on uh, where you are, you know? Yeah. Um, so, and uh, I think we're less than a hundred days till, and if I believe it's players report to training camp is the, is the, um, is the thing. It's either a hundred days to that or less than a hundred days to the first kickoff. Cause kickoff is September 9th this year, I believe. Yeah, which got, actually, what? so that's I think it might be 100 right. days to about. It's 98 days now, but it's not as of this recording. It's 98 days till the NFL season kicks off. So you might as well start thinking about those your fantasy team while Julio hasn't been traded. At least, yeah, we're here. It, it's it's time to to get the fantasy train started because you know once once it gets rolling, as they always say, it can't stop. Alrighty, and I just did a quick number generator for draft picks. Dan, you you will get the number fourth pick. Oh, okay. And, I like that. Um, I will get the number seven pick. Okay, so and again, we mentioned this. Uh, we talked about this pre-show. It is ten team, full PPR, standard snake draft setup. Uh, no bonus points, anything like that. And I have the four. Chuck has the seven. Okay. Yes, I'm uh, trying to get it set up right now. So I'm going to, while Chuck's figuring, I'm going to debate these top four running backs. Because it, it's definitely going to be a running back at four for whichever one of us would have had it. I'm assuming CMC and Dalvin are off the table. And then we get to that next little tier. Is is Ezekiel Elliott still anywhere near your top four, Chuck? No, he's not, honestly. Yeah. Where does uh, Nick Chubb fall in your... He's top ten running backs easily. Yeah, so because I would think Derrick Henry's number three. I would hope I can maybe get him at four. Alvin Kamara at four. Those would be probably the two I'd be going for. I might go with Kamara. I don't know how Winston, you don't know how Winston or Hill is going to be, but Kamara's proven useful no matter what. And this is full PPR. I've got, I have my, I have my brain trained to half PPR. This would lean Kamara then. Okay. Hmm. There's. Yeah, because that John, that's obviously, I forgot to pull people. I'm just going to drop Nick Chubb and Jonathan Taylor for me as well. Um, where do you put Austin Eckler in a full PPR? Because he's going to catch a ton of passes. Um, he would probably be, 
I mean, they just came out today and basically said that we're going to do running back by committee. So it's still tough to put him top 10, but there's always someone ranked outside the top 10 who ends up in the top 10 because of injuries. Yeah. So running back by committee just doesn't make sense for them. You know, it just, were you impressed with, uh, I think it was what Josh Kelly or, Oh, whoever the running back always is, the backup for them always is. Austin Eckler seems to be, for me, their entire explosiveness from that backfield. Yeah, they're significantly improved with Eckler in there. So that's what I would do. Um, But, you know, we're not the coach. So, all righty, we're going to go ahead and get started with the fourth. We're just going to, me and Dan will debate who has the fourth pick. And that'll just be how it has to be. For now. Working slow, Chuck. It has. Okay. So I gave us a minute and a half to draft. And that got the CPU going. The CPU has taken Camara number one overall, McCaffrey number two, and Dalvin Cook three. So we've got Derrick Henry, Saquon, and Jonathan Taylor running back option, as well as Chubb and Elliott and Jones. And then wide receivers, you've also got Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, um, Kelsey's there. Who are you taking here? This is either Derrick Henry or Saquon for me, for sure. I'm taking... Full PPR. Personally, I'm taking Derrick Henry. Okay, so I I agree with you. I was about to make the argument, the the anti-argument of Saquon, PPR, might be worth it to bolster just those games. You know, he he might catch seven catches for 22 yards, but hey, that's seven points in full PPR. But Henry has those home run games. You take him. Yeah, exactly. Um, So we're starting with Henry. I have no problem with that. Exactly. Um, Let's see where it goes from here. Uh, And... All right, Dalvin Cook was already gone. Uh, All righty, so here are the picks so far. Devontae Adams went right after us. Nick Chubb, Tyreek Hill, Hmm. Zeke went ninth. Jonathan Taylor went 10. Kelsey's off the board. So it was Aaron Jones, then DK Metcalf, Mixon, Diggs, and DeAndre Hopkins. So we are sitting with the... um, Seventh pick in the second round with Eckler, Patrick Mahomes, and AJ Brown on the board. I'm looking well, the, the other, the other definitely not Mahomes. You said Mahomes, Mahomes, no, yeah. Eckler, and AJ Brown. We're Cam throwing Mahomes Ak- out, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cam Akers is there as well. J.K. Dobbins, eh. DeAndre Swift, Michael Thomas, and George Kittle. I think we either because. 
my favorite wide receiver is not even you didn't even list. Uh, so I, I mean, this is Eckler home smash home run for me. Yeah, if you want to start RB RB, that sounds there's wide receivers we can figure out and hopefully steal a tight end, maybe next pick. I think we can. Um, so we took Eckler, Tom Michael Thomas and AJ Brown went right after us, followed by Patrick Mahomes and Cam Akers. Justin Jefferson went, then Miles Sanders went. So we can either have J.K. Dobbins, oh, man. DeAndre Swift, or George Kittle, or Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley is my wide receiver that I that, that you want. Throw, Calvin there's Ridley. other two wide running backs. There's no way we want Acres or Swift at this point. With we have Harry, uh, Henry and Eckler, right? George Kittle, Calvin Ridley. That is a hundred percent my question here. I think Calvin Ridley, we had mentioned this two weeks ago or whatever. I think he can be, if Julio leaves, he might be the wide receiver two or three or something. But that positional advantage of getting Kittle. What do you think, Chuck? I know we're on the clock. I'll let you make this pick, but it has to be one of those two. I'm going to go with Ridley because I think we can get, um, Kelsey's already off the board, but we're going to either get, we can end up with Waller. Andrews, Kyle Pitts, like or later. Hawkinson. The, yeah. I don't want I don't want Ridley and Pitts, but yeah. I'm fine. Derrick Henry, Austin Eckler, Calvin Ridley, I'm ecstatic with that start. Yeah. And then All right. Okay, go ahead. Run through it. So, DeAndre Swift, George Kittle, then J.K. Dobbins and Clyde Edwards, Keenan Allen, then Najee Harris in the third round. Najee, okay. This I think the, he's gonna tear up. But. The team this this tenth team simulated draft pick all took Najee Harris, then Antonio Gibson. I love Josh, Antonio Gibson, but Josh Jacobs went, then Mike Evans, Darren Waller, Julio Jones, and Josh Allen. So we've got. Running back, the number one uh, option, according to the you know thing, is Chris Carson, followed by Scary Terry, Chris Godwin, and Amari Cooper. David Darren Montgomery. Darren Waller almost made it back to us, didn't he? Didn't he? Yep. That'd have been unbelievable. David Montgomery, Russell Wilson, or Travis Etienne. Definitely not a quarterback, right? No way. No. I think we either go wide receiver. I think we either go wide receiver here. So I'm thinking either Scary Terry Godwin or Cooper. I've got am, 15 seconds. You make this pick. It's either Scary or, or Cooper. Give me, give me Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper, it is. I think I just think he's sustained with Dak. He's just been too good. He's too good to not be good. You yeah, know, he's my. I don't mind him as wide receiver too. When I've got Calvin Ridley to be awesome. Yep. So Chris Carson, then Allen Robinson went. Oh shit! I would have taken Allen Robinson. Yeah, I didn't see uh, him in my my in bad. My That's list. Yeah. Again, Travis, we're doing this on Chuck's thing, and I can't see. So I'm. Yeah. But go ahead. Then Travis, then Scary Terry, then Travis Etienne, Chris Godwin, and David Montgomery. So we've got Russell Wilson available. Uh, we've got wide receivers: Cooper Cup, Adam Thielen, DJ Moore, Kenny Galladay, Robert Woods. Um, we've got James Robinson, 
Um, and then tight ends available are Mark Andrews and Kyle Pitts. Yeah, I was about to say, is is it? How do you feel about Mark Andrews? I'd is be it a, worth if worth getting one, the positional value here of him. I think we'll I get think, a wide receiver later. Yeah, I think I do too. I'd go him for now. Let's I go would ahead. go Kyle Pitts over him, but we already have Ridley. We didn't have right. Ridley. I think. Would you take Pitts as well over Andrews, Chuck? Um, it's tough. It's touchdown versus yards. It feels feels like right. Me. Um, well, Kyle Pitts just went. Um, right Oof. after us, Tyler Lockett and Adam Thielen went. Russell yep. Wilson was drafted. Cooper Cup and DJ Moore. Then Jamar Chase and Kareem Hunt. Miles Chase. Okay. Miles Gaskin, Kenny Galladay, Robert Woods, Dak, and then Pitts. Now it's us. James Robinson still available. Justin Herbert, Juju, Melvin Gordon, Leonard Fournette, Devonta Smith, Odell, Brandon Ayuk, Raheem Mostert, Hawkinson, Kenyon Drake, Sutton. I don't think I want to. I don't think I want to pull the trigger on Herbert. I don't think so. I think. Um, did you say Ayuk was still there? Ayuk's um, like yes, he's like sixty four. Overall, and we've still got Robinson uh, ahead of him wide receiver wise. We've got Devonta Smith and Odell Beckham and Juju. This one, this one's yours, Chuck. But I don't. I, I didn't love any. I don't love James Robinson. I'm, I'm terrified for him. But yeah, uh, I'm willing to go Ayuk. Go Ayuk. I think San Francisco could be good. I just trust Kyle Shanahan a lot. Yeah. Well, um, James Robinson and TJ Hawkinson went. Then Odell, Melvin Gordon, Leonard Fournette, and Juju. So Justin Herbert's still available, as is Devonta Smith. Uh, we got Raheem Mostert, Kenyon Drake, um, S- Sutton from Denver. Um, do we Do we need another running back or... If we want to go another running back, we should go. I'm either thinking Mostert or Javante Williams, the rookie running back in Denver. I um, love Mostert. I know we just went Ayuk, but that actually doesn't bother me in this because Ayuk's like kind of like a spot play. Yeah, because right. after that, the next available running backs are Chase Edmonds, James Conner, who's in Arizona now with Drake. Or I'm sorry, he's the number one with Edmonds. Yeah, and then. Uh, David Johnson in Houston and no, Ronald Jones. Pick up most of right now for those games week. Because when he plays, you know he's going to be great. Yeah. And I like having three basically RB1s on the team. Yep. That's that's always useful to me. And we have right now two elite ones and then Mostert, who is just an explosion waiting to happen. Yeah. Uh, Javante Williams went right after us. Uh, Kenyon Drake followed him. Cortland Sutton and then Justin Herbert finally went. Devonta Smith and DJ Shark. That would have been a good pick, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joey Burrow and Chase Claypool. Then Connor, Edmonds, Johnson, and Jones. So right now we've got two tight ends as are the top available. Fant and Gusecki, followed by Judy and Landry. Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, C.D. Lamb. And uh, Deontay Johnson. 
Do you think Kyler could come back to us at our next pick? Um, or do we need to do it now? I think we might need to do it now because the two teams that are picking after us have not picked a quarterback yet. Okay. And I'd rather have Kyle after Kyler. It's Lamar, Aaron Rodgers, and then Trevor Lawrence is the next highest available. I only want Lamar out of that. I'd be okay with Lamar the next one, but I'd rather have Kyler. They might both be gone, so that's why I, I think yeah. we take Kyler. And then we take- we'll deal with whatever we get wide receiver running back wise. It's a good thing we went Kyler because right after us, Lamar went, then Aaron Rodgers went. Yeah, okay. I feel much better than with Trevor Lawrence. I mean, Kyler in the, what are we, in the seventh or something? That's- yeah, we are in the eighth. We were in the eighth, eighth, eighth round. Um, very happy. C.D. Lamb and Deontay Johnson went, and then Jerry Judy and Jalen Waddell. So, again, we've still got the two tight ends at the top, but we're not taking them. Nope. Jarvis Landry, we're not going to take Trevor Lawrence. So I'll just go wide receivers, running backs here. Yep. Jarvis Landry, T. Higgins, Brandon Cooks, Marquise Brown, Todd Gurley, Will Fuller, and Michael Carter, the running back for the Jets. Also, go um, LaVisca Chenault and Tyler Boyd. I'm going to give you the name, I think, even though I'd... I don't love doing this this early, though. The one I would, I think, will have the best season is Wolf Fuller, but I don't know if I would do that because I'm, it, it, it's a little early for that risk. I'm liking out of those names. I like T. Higgins here, I'm fine, and that's the good. I, I, that's probably my second pick. I love T. Higgins. I had him last year. I think he's great. Yeah, so. and he was doing good even after Joe Burrow got went down. So I, I, I like him. He's a he's a great player. I'm perfectly happy with that pick. I just think um, Will Fuller has a chance to, you know, just explode. He's so good when he's on the field. Yeah. He'll well, be gone. Hollywood Brown and Jarvis Landry went right after us, followed by Cooks, then Gronk and Fant, Michael Carter and Corey Davis. Corey, Corey Davis. Davis must have been down. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, Will Fuller did go. Then Gurley, Tunyon, and LaVisca Chenault. Oh, Tunyon. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad so again, we grabbed one of those tight ends that you can at least somewhat count on. At this are we point. sticking with the wide receivers and running backs still here? Not I'd say for a while. Cute. We already. I mean, with Kyler, I'm not too. I'd say we can we can wait. Okay. Stafford, because I think Stafford. How late is that? We can we can look at that. Stafford so I'd say just, we might be able to get with our next pick, but okay. Yeah. Um, okay. Wide receivers: Tyler Boyd, who we just take took us yeah, in. No. Nope. Rashad Bateman. And then cool. running back Zach Moss or Trey Sermon. Um, Trey Sermon, because we have Mostert. I don't know. If, is it too early for that? Him, but it, him, it might not be a bad idea. Uh, Rondell Moore is also available. Um, Devin Singletary, T.Y. Hilton, Nicole Hardman, Tebow Samuel. But again, we already have Ayuk. None All of right, that. We, is, got, we got 10 seconds. I'm taking Sermon. I think that's a – I think that's – this can almost be like our – Safe picks, you know, or uh, are playing for the injury picks or whatever, you yeah. know. All we're right. late so, enough into the draft for that. Yeah, right after Sermon, Ertz was taken, Damn. followed by Tyler Boyd and Mike Gusecki, Dallas Goddard, then Deshaun Watson and Tom Brady. 
Sean, someone took. Oh, I guess it made sense. It's a computer. <laughs> yeah. It's a computer. Yes. Not, yeah. I mean, this these computer teams, one of them is Aaron Rodgers and Deshaun Watson. The other is Lamar Jackson and Tom Brady. So <laughs> there you go. Uh, we've got Rashad Bateman available, Zach Moss, Rondell Moore, Devin, T.Y., Hardman, Mike Davis. Oh, my Lord. Absolutely take Mike Davis. Okay. He's, I mean, at this moment, he's just starting running back for the Atlanta Falcons. Is he not? Yeah. And I don't know who the backup is, so. I think it's still, uh, oh, er, oh, no. Dang it. What's his name? Edo like, Smith. Edo Smith, yes. Yeah. Well, yes. right after we took Mike Davis, Matthew Stafford went. Well. Uh, Zach Moss, then Fields and Cousins, Singletary, Rashad Bateman, T.Y., Irv Smith, and Evan Ingram. Then Rondé Moore, Debo, and Nicole Hardman. So we're sitting here. Austin Hooper's number one overall by ADP. Jalen Hurts is all, is right below him. Robbie Anderson, Curtis Samuel, uh, Logan Curtis Thomas. Curtis Samuel's still there? I, I like Curtis Samuel, and I also like Jalen Hurts. Hmm. I think Jalen Hurts is a great back. He can, you know, come in and get your points if you need other backup quarterbacks available in our range also include Ryan Tannehill, Matt Ryan, and Baker Mayfield. So I'm leaning Curtis Samuel on here or Robbie Anderson. Yeah, Robbie, I just don't know what he will do with Darnold because with Darnold, he was a long threat and then he was a possession guy last year. I don't know what's going to happen, but I know, Curtis Samuel, I think, will be, he might have. He might be in wide receiver three this year. All right, I'm taking him then. Samuel it is, with Fitzmagic throwing to him. Right after us, Hooper was taken, Hunter Henry, and Matt Ryan, then Robbie, Damian Harris, and Michael Gallup. So we've still got Jalen Hurts if we want him here. Uh, Michael Thomas is available. You want to take a backup tight end, Logan Thomas is available. Uh, Tannehill, A.J. Dillon. Devontae Parker, um, Antonio Brown, Naheem Hines, all options. I, out of all of them, probably Antonio Brown to me. I, I don't know. Backup quarterback just never scares me because there's always just going to be a guy out there for a week if you need him. You know? Otherwise, Jalen Hurts is probably just going to sit on our bench and take up a roster spot for a year. Yeah, well, if Kyler gets hurt, we'll be screwed. Um, so you want to take Antonio Brown here? It's your pick, so I'm leaving it up to you. Yep. All righty, we're taking Antonio Brown. Right after us, A.J. Dillon went, then Hurts, Logan Thomas and Naheem Hines, Michael Pittman, Amon Ross St. Brown. All right, the computer decided this was the kicker round. So in the 14th, <laughs> the following picks, Justin Tucker, Harrison Butker, Robbie Gould, Rodrigo Blankenship, Greg Zerline, and Will Lutz. So literally all kickers. So we've got Ryan Tannehill, Devontae Parker, Baker Mayfield, Tyler Higby, uh, Kenneth Gainwell is a running back on the Eagles. Wordsworth, Marvin no, okay. Jones. Wide receiver I can take back my other statement, Chuck. 
and say, let's take Ryan Tannehill in case Kyle gets hurt. And, they, and, and him and Derrick Henry. So that's not a bad idea. You know, uh, it, and we got AB for that potential week of him going off. Yep. Oh, uh, I see now what our problem was. We've drafted all these positions, but not taken a kicker or a defense. So we'll immediately okay. have to drop somebody. That's fine. This isn't a real team. And uh, even if even if that's real life, you just wait until the season starts and then figure out who you're going to drop and then pick up a, a defense and a kicker. Yeah. So do you want to go Devontae Parker here, uh, Marvin Jones, Johnu Smith, Le'Veon Bell, Tony Pollard, Terrence Marshall, the rookie receiver at Carolina, Rager, Christian Kirk. I mean, I don't want any of them, so I'll let this. I'll let you pick this one. All right, I am going to go with a backup tight end. Let's take Higby. One of the Stafford, two. Yeah. Uh, Rams tight ends. Yeah. You just have so, so many weapons on the Rams. Yeah, so this would this is it, our projected starting lineup. Minus kicker and defense, obviously. Uh, Kyler Murray, Dalvin Cook. Oh, I'm sorry, Derrick Henry and Austin Eckler. Uh, Calvin Ridley and Amari Cooper. Mark Andrews with Brandon Ayuk and Raheem Mostert in the flex. That's a good team. I'm pretty happy with that. We have solid options on the on like that early bench as well. Uh, the top of our bench is good. I like it. All righty. Anything else? I don't think so. I enjoy these mock drafts. We'll have to keep keep working through them, Chuck. All righty. Yeah. Hopefully, I'll be ready, better prepared next time. I thought I was going to be able to do two teams, but then it it, it turned on me. Um, anyways, uh, if you made it all the way through, thanks for listening. Um, please follow and download. If you're on Spotify, if you're on Apple podcasts, give us a rating, leave us a review, tweet at us at FF Bush podcast, anything you want us to cover, anything you want us to talk about, let us know. Um, and, uh, good luck. We've got a Yankees Red Sox coming up. This weekend, so oh. I'm sure me and Dan will be talking about that next week too. Although yeah, I we'll get into it. Yeah. Alrighty, y'all. Have a good one.